Welcome back, Fit Farm fam, to another dose of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. If you're looking to create a breakthrough in your pharmacy career and script your brand to stand out and dispense your full potential, this podcast channel is where I share not only what will effectively equip you to do just that, but how to practically implement these strategies into your life. If this is your first time listening, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss a dose of the real talk we dispense every week to help you make the biggest impact in your career and sphere of influence for your personal brand in pharmacy. Now, if you have been listening to the podcast, you may have taken away something that has helped you, planted a seed to think differently or enjoyed the amazing guests that we've had on the show over the years. So if that's you, I strongly encourage you to leave a rating and review on iTunes to show your support for this podcast. Real talk, I would not be here if it wasn't for this amazing community. I mean, I make it for you guys. It's the truth. And these topics are what you have shared with me as stumbling blocks, as struggles that you faced in pharmacy school, out there in the real world being a pharmacist. These are the things that you have shared and and wanted, and that's where I get the content ideas from, from you. That's who I create it for. And please know, that by leaving a review, you may think that it's just a a quick review and doesn't really matter, but it does. It matters so much. And your review is what helps get this message to more pharmacy students and pharmacists who feel stuck, are struggling, or not sure how to break through in their career at all. If you've ever felt that way and wished you had a mentor or someone to help you through those tough times, that's exactly why I launched this podcast. And your review on iTunes is what you can do to support these episodes to getting to the people in our profession who may need them the most. Your review matters that much, and that's why I wanted to take a moment to really make a point about this. So please, drop a rating and review It lets me know that this has helped you and it fuels this podcast for us to keep creating more content like this for the future of pharmacy, the Gen Z pharmacist that will innovate and inspire us all. The second facet of emotional intelligence is taking that concept of self that we talked about in part one on self-awareness one step further from self-awareness into self-regulation. So emotions, as I'm sure you can attest, riddle our daily lives and range just about as much as the path of a roller coaster. And I think pharmacy is a phenomenal example of this. I mean, just look at all the emotions you get in a shift or even as a student in pharmacy school. Think back to those days where you'd have like a pizza party uh, at a a SNAFA meeting or, or PDC meeting or Phi Lambda Sigma meeting, shout out to my homies. Uh, But for real, it'd be nice and a little relaxing, but then that was over and, oh, you forgot about that project. Or, oh, you forgot 
the test is today, not tomorrow. That'll give you a nice dose of emotion. How many emotions do we feel in a day? They're limitless. It's crazy. And yes, sometimes we feel crazy. There's another emotion. But real talk, having these emotions, having this myriad of ups and downs does not make us weak, just human. So if you're feeling all over the place, don't be too hard on yourself. Give yourself a dose of grace and realize this is humanity. So what can make us appear superhuman is the control or regulation of the normal emotions that we experience. So just in a single day, like distilling this down to like some highlights, in a shift as a pharmacist or a pharmacy school or wherever you are in your career, we can feel sad, happy, angry, excited, fearful. The list is endless. And I can do all kinds of voices and whatever, but I'm, I digress. Like it's the truth. You know this to be true. This is not news. Having these feelings is normal. However, being a prisoner to them is where emotions can wreak havoc in living an enjoyable life. Enter the second facet of self-regulation. Managing your emotions so that you have control over them and even use them to be constructive. Imagine that. You're upset and you can use that for good? Hmm, that sounds like a good tool to have in your belt. Something that you want in your white coat, for real. So let's jump into an example straight out of the real world. When you're faced with an unexpected situation that really evokes anger within you, be it a disaster at work, someone cutting you off as you're driving on your way to work, and then you get all upset like, this is how I'm gonna start my day, what a jag off. Jag off is a uh, Pittsburgh slang, so y'all know, that's, that's a little side note. But you get like all kind of things coming at you, maybe an unexpected bill in the mail, all these things. The question is, how do you react? Or how do you choose to respond? Do you explode first and then assess later? Or do you step back, really look at the big picture of the whole situation and consider why did this happen as a means to come up with the best solution? Now, the latter is an example of a strong sense of self-regulation. The former, not so much. So, Adam, th this is neat and all, but so what, yo? Why does this matter? What's the impact? Is this hokey stuff, or do you have a point? I have three points and three main reasons why adapting the second skill of self-regulation will positively impact your pharmacy career, your personal brand, and your overall life. Yes, it's that important. So let's check these three out. I see my victory so I'm so excited to present to you Gen Z Pharmacist. This book has been in the works for four years and not only will walk you through in a step-by-step -step format how to dominate pharmacy school and script your dream career, but it also includes 22 interviews 
from the most impactful professionals in our profession. You know, one of the first things I thought of as I read through this book was, wow, I wish I would have had this available to me in pharmacy school. And I graduated back in 2008, but what an incredible, timeless resource that is all about how to make the most out of your time as a pharmacy student and how to really prepare yourself and get ready to make that transition into new practitioner life. If you guys are in pharmacy school currently or you know, even those of you who have graduated and have started your careers, I would highly recommend that you check out this book. Everything from you know, self-care, uh, exercise, and keeping up with you know, your health and, and making sure that your uh, mental well-being and all that is in place, as well as all kinds of different career opportunities. Just wanted to tell you guys quickly about this book, Gen Z Pharmacist. It's actually, I think, a great resource and something I wish I had when I was in pharmacy school, um, especially there's a, there's a part in here uh, part two where it talks about um, experts and in, in the different fields that they're practicing in and I think it's just something that I really wish I would have access to um, when I was in pharmacy school kind of thinking through what I want to do with my career. It's a great resource and I definitely highly recommend it. This book Adam has poured his heart into for the past four years and it's something for a budding pharmacist or someone interested in the field of pharmacy that could really really help them. And it involves a lot of different interviews from people from every field of pharmacy that you could ever think of. What an amazing book. After I finished reading this, I thought to myself, wow, I wish I had this when I was back in pharmacy school. Brings so much value, answers so many of those unknown questions, and really, to me, gives you a competitive edge early on because the things in this book, it probably took me five years to learn out in the field. So absolute must read, great job, Adam. Hey guys, I am just checking out this book by Dr. Adam Martin. Goes through some great examples of some successful pharmacists uh, to really give you some great inspiration as you're thinking about what you want to do when you finish pharmacy school. So it's a great book for you to check out and um, hope all of the pharmacy students will get a copy and be prepared for the Gen Z pharmacist. Um, what Adam really did with this book is tie all those sources together and make it very easy for a student to figure out how to network, figure out how to find the right mentor for them, figure out how to manage their stress levels. I wish it was something that I had access to when I was in pharmacy school. Um, it probably would have helped me gear my career towards where I am right now significantly faster. And I think it will definitely help you get a very good idea of where you want your career to go. The first thing is that having the skill of self-regulation will enable you to create an environment of trust and fairness. Being in control of your emotions actually blunts bickering and boosts efficiency. What's more is that people will be attracted to you much like a Pittsburgher is drawn to a Stillas game. No, that's not me slanging, that's actually how we say it, stillers, not stillers. And that's how it is, Nat. So I digress. Taking this one step further, if you're in a leadership position, you will set the standard. This is so true. And this is, I'm gonna do a little tangent and bring leadership into this. Because until you're a pharmacist, like you, you might get a taste of this as a pharmacy student, 
But until you're a pharmacist, you won't really get this. And if you're a pharmacist that's been working more than a day, you know how freaking true this is. So take note because this is the real world that they don't really teach it in pharmacy school. The standard you set as a leader is what will be followed. And this is the truth. Your weakest moment when you're exhausted and frustrated and how you act in that moment, your weakest moment, even if you've been busting your back and coming in early and staying late and doing all the things and going above and beyond, your weakest moment is the standard that your staff will set on you and on their behavior. That is the real truth. And that should give you back to the first part, self-awareness to really take these moments of adversity very seriously. Because while you might be justified in retaliating or responding or whatever you want to say, it's going to cost you in the long term. So you need to really be aware, tying that piece in, that your actions as a leader, because if you're a pharmacist, boom, you're a leader. That's reality. People look up to you, whether it's your pharmacy technicians, your colleagues, other healthcare providers, you are a leader as a pharmacist. That is not a acknowledgement or an award, that is a responsibility. That is literally, so responsibility is the ability to respond. Your position as a pharmacist, you have a choice to set a standard. And here's what I mean. If you're the boss and you're level-headed and fair, you will look like quite the ass if your people are blowing up in your face. Like if you set the standard of being level-headed and fair and you do that consistently and someone on your team is wiling out and you know doing all these crazy things but you've set the standard, not only will they feel out of place, but more importantly, the standard that you set and maintain for yourself and your colleagues is going to set the bar high so that that situation won't even come to pass. You've heard of peer pressure. This is using it in a good way. This is something that you can use with self-regulation because strong self-regulation in management will prevent others from acting a fool and wiling out when things get less than ideal. Set a new standard and raise the professionalism from the get-go. That's the type of leader and brand people wanna follow anyway. So give them what they want and you'll be respected and followed. Number two is that change is inevitable because it's allied with time, an irresistible force. Real talk, I remember hearing that as a sophomore in high school and I, that it was burned in my brain because it's so true. The only thing you can count on, the only thing that is constant is change. And if anything, we've got a real dose of that in the last year from 2020 and beyond. And here's the thing that you have to recognize. If you freak out at change and it's evident to those that you work with or interact with, be it your colleagues, your patients, you won't have much of an advantage at sticking around in that position if you keep this up. Because 
Who wants to be around that type of an employee? Who wants to be around a pharmacist that freaks out when there's something that goes down? Like we all have our days, but I'm talking about a consistent attitude and perception. Having a strong sense of self-regulation will allow you to adapt to change. And speaking from the pharmacy world, where new medications are added, taken off the market, laws are enforced and edited, recalls are announced, oh yeah, 2020 and the pandemic, change is expected. It's so much part of the job that it, it's not even in the job description because it's that known. It like, it's, it's, it's embroidered in the white coat. It's that deep. It, you can expect change. I would say it's an essential skill to have to be in the profession at all. And the last year in our world, not alone pharmacy, has made that extremely clear. So recognize that the only constant you can count on is change. Three, being able to avoid acting on impulse will prevent pitfalls all too commonly seen on news reports of executives involved in scandals and all the things that we see in the headlines and hear about and blah, blah, blah. Where did these major headlines stem from? Regardless of if it's pharmacy or politics or whatever side of the spectrum you're on, impulsive behavior. When the chips are down and you're not aware of your emotions, can make it very easy to act from desperation when an opportunity presents itself without weighing out the consequences or even logic. You've heard that saying, and I remember seeing this in a gift shop, lead us not into temptation, we can find it ourselves. Like it's all around. And it's not that we're bad people, we just tend to act in these moments on impulsive behavior. So shifting your focus toward the long-term win over the short-term gain is what this skill can really help to keep in perspective. So to recap, how can I tell if I have strong self-regulation skills? That might be something that you're questioning, like, all right, Adam, this makes sense, but I'm not really sure like where I fall. Do I have self-regulation? Is it something I need to work on? Here are some key indications on strong self-regulation. You're inclined to reflect and assess the situation before acting. You expect the unexpected and roll with the punches. You consistently avoid reacting and default to thinking. You're able to pause and say no to impulsive urges. Self-regulation is the second facet of emotional intelligence that will serve you well to learn and implement into your daily life and personal brand. If this was your first time listening, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so that you never miss a dose of the real talk we dispense every single week to help you make the biggest impact in your career and sphere of influence for your personal brand and pharmacy. If you found just one nugget of knowledge that you think is useful, that you're putting into practice, or is it you think differently, please share this episode on your favorite social media platform to help grow our community and message that you can 
dispense your full potential and become the change you wish to see in pharmacy. It all starts with you. I consider it a dose of support and really appreciate every single act of encouragement from you Fit Farm fam. With that being said, go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. God bless. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a